Before we begin, I'd like to just take a quick moment to let you guys know how much I appreciate the great team here at McCurry's Home Furnishings. They've partnered with me to make this show and podcast happen. McCurry's is unlike any furniture store in Sacramento. Not only do they carry the best furniture in town, they're also family-owned and operated for three generations. Did you know that McCurry's also offers complimentary design services? That's right. The same services, which could cost you hundreds an hour, are offered all complimentary with purchase. I love my furniture from McCurry's, and I know you will too. Now, on to the show. Well, here we are again at the uh, Jerry Reynolds Show at the beautiful McCreary Studios, uh, home of the finest furniture in, in Sacramento. But then you guys know that. I tell you that all the time. But you're starting to learn, aren't you? Okay. Well, anyway, I've got a special guest, a couple of special guests here today, but we'll get to that as we go. But the first one, of course, uh, Deuce Mason, basically Dave Deuce Mason, yeah. who... Uh, has uh, worn many, many hats, which we'll get into. But uh, anyway, I want to just thank you for coming on board. Uh, you know, I, we're going to get talk a little bit of sports, your background yeah. in particular. Uh, I'm excited to be here, Jerry, you know, and not to get all emotional as we start, but I'm telling you, and I think it's because all everything that's happened the last couple of weeks or whatever with with Kobe's passing, but I should tell you, like, it, it, has, mean, it has meant a lot to me to have a relationship with you over the years and the fact that you would call or I call you and we just talk basketball for 30 minutes or so sometimes longer and we just talk hoops and that that means something to me and for someone who grew up in Sacramento and watched you on TV and you you and Grant and you know G-Man and and being a Kings fan and kind of shaping me to to this career path it just means a lot to have that with you. Well, thank you. Yeah. Very, very nice. I, I, I suppose probably as much as we've talked basketball, which we have, have talked <laughs> a lot, you know, is that you've come to realize I'm really not that smart about it. <laughs> I don't know about that's, that. That's kind of, kind of a, one of those disappointments, you know. You, no. <laughs> but, no, I, I'd have to say, I mean, I, that's one of those things that it, I probably was going to get into a little bit is that, uh, yeah, we every now and then, you know, just certain things come up. Yeah, uh, during a season, or you know, get your thoughts on, or even the college games, or what's going on, and and I know you always have a have a, a good thought yeah, about it. I, I mean, that. yeah, really, and I mean, it, it, hey, it's always opinions, you know. I mean, yeah. there's no, there's. Uh, I learned a long time ago that anybody that thinks they're a genius in basketball has really got some serious problems. Yeah, I'd say even the the good ones make mistakes. We've seen that oh, a yeah. lot over the years. Well, they, in all cases. Yep. I mean, I always say that. One of the greatest coaches uh, that I've ever known is Pat Riley. And uh, I also know when he didn't have very many good players, they won 17 games. <laughs> and so it's he, almost uh, like you need good players to yeah, win, right? You know, I mean, I always said, you know, Pat didn't get dumber. Yeah. He did not. And then within a couple of years, he won a, a world championship. So, you know, there is that. And, and, but, but I mean, I think, you know, judging talent, whether it's, any team, you look at some of the mistakes. Now the Kings have made more than most, that's for sure, sure. in recent history. So, uh, but anyway, one of the, the thing that interests me a lot about yourself is, I think with with just about anybody in the sports related uh, field is is going back into say when you're in grade school or whatever. Uh, how interested were you in not playing sports and following sports, or when did that sort of happen for you? And I was I was really young. I mean, I remember uh, my my mom grew up a Cowboys fan, football, mm-hmm. 
and that was mid '90s when the Cowboys were yeah. amazing. That's why I was like five years old in the mid '90s, you know, '93. Uh -huh. And my first memory of sports is just watching those Cowboys teams, falling in love with Aikman and Irvin and Emmitt Smith. And I would go to Super Bowl parties, and I'd be the kid that could name all the offensive linemen. And everyone's amazed, and yeah. I just loved it. And then basketball, my first memory of basketball, I was again five, and I saw Shaq dunk a basketball. Uh -huh. And for me, it was. I fell in love with Shaq. Uh -huh. He was in Orlando at the time, and I've never seen a guy that big dunk the ball like that. I was in awe. And so my first real team growing up when I was super young was the Orlando Magic. Shaq made me fall in love with the game. Yeah. I had Shaq everything. I had uh -huh. Shaq, you know, shirts, posters, books. And then uh, you went to the Lakers, and I was I was done with them at that but point. You know, it's it interesting, too, on Shaq, uh, one of my memories, and I have a lot, because at that time I was... Uh, we were in position, I had the seventh pick in, in that particular draft that Shaq was going to be available. And we were like everybody else hoping to get number one. Mm -hmm. I carried around a Shaq jersey to New Jersey, you know. In case. Like a Kings one? Yeah, yeah. Because Where is that thing? I gave it to Jim Thomas, the uh, the, the owner, after wow. several years later. You know, he he didn't even think about it. I wish I had forgot about it. I wish I'd have kept it. Yeah. But it was, you know, he entitled to it. But at, anyway, of course, we didn't get the this is the first pick, which would have been Shaq. But but it's always interesting to me a couple of things that I noticed because I, I scouted him quite a bit in college at LSU and, and different places. And there's two things that, that struck me. At that time, that guy could run like the wind. People yeah. people t tend to think of him in terms of his Laker days, uh, even when he was when, heavy, when he was getting really big. But when he came out of college, I, I mean, he... he he could run as well as any guard in the league. And I mean, really, as well as he is as fast as yeah. De'Aaron Fox, for that matter. Athletic. Just speed, amazing. Just, Powerful. And, yeah. and what I loved, I mean, the hoops were different then, but I remember multiple times him breaking the hoops. Like, oh, they yeah. were coming down, oh. broke glass on a hoop. Like, it was wild. Oh, he was, I mean, he was just obviously one of the all-time greats. Then the other thing that struck me, because I'd go around and... and in those places, I always like to do that and talk to people. They knew Shaq, not necessarily coaches and stuff. Mm -hmm. So you get a, a real feel. And a lot of times, you you really under, see a lot of things about certain guys that, you know, that aren't so sure. uh, uh, lovely. That uh, what a wonderful guy. No, he's a real jerk, you know, <laughs> and treats everybody like. Uh, but in Shaq's case, you couldn't find him. I didn't really think the world of the guy. You know, people say just absolutely a delight. And you see that now in his personality and his commercials absolutely. and things. And I always remember that going forward, and I'll get off this, but talking to a good friend of mine, Frank Hamblin, who I worked with at, at coaching, and, and and he'd always say, you know, said everybody, he's the most popular teammate he's ever seen. You know, just absolutely everybody liked him. You yeah, know? and what he did for the game. Well, I mean, yeah. he. I mean, look, he created a fan in me. Like yeah. when I was a young kid, that, well, that we, was we won't hold that against him. But yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so so uh, so anyway, yeah. So that that kind of got you going. And now, uh, as far as a an athlete, what what sports did you play? What were you good at? I would say this: it wasn't much of an athletic career for Deuce Mason. But I, um, in elementary school, third grade, um, started playing basketball. That was one. I played flag football. Mm -hmm. I remember. Going out for tackle football around the same so, time, and, learned and, the difference and there, I huh? was like, "No, nah, I'm not about this. I don't like it." And you know, I I didn't. My dad wasn't in my life. My dad was in and out in prison my whole life. Like he'd go in for two years, out, in and out, in and out. And so, you know, 
I had people, good people in my life. My grandparents are awesome. My mom did the best she could under the circumstances. But I don't think I ever had anyone that really pushed me to, hey, to keep going, keep, keep going. going. So yeah. a lot of it was up to me to kind of figure out. And so, yeah, I played basketball. And then I got to middle school. I played basketball. And at that point in time, eighth grade going to freshman year, my dad was out of prison for a good two years. And it got mm -hmm. to a point where I was going to go move in with him. Mm -hmm. And I tried out for the freshman basketball team and it didn't go well. And this was at, like around the same time he ended up going back to prison. Right. So I, I don't, I get cut from freshman basketball, which in my mind, I'm like, how did this even happen? He, so I get cut. He ends up going back to prison. I never tried out again. And oh. it's one of those things I regret. And I've talked to a lot of people about like the regret I have not trying to it. But what it did do is like it, it pushed me to try other things. And I was like, I want to be in sports broadcasting, in journalism, in writing. So I started writing. Uh -huh. I was in an English class my sophomore year. And we'd have free rights. We'd write whatever we want. And I used to always write recaps of the Kings games. Is that right? And my teacher at the time. She said, you should really sign up for like newspaper. You're really into this. So then I went and signed up for newspaper in high school at Del Campo, uh, become the sports editor, editor-in-chief, and that's kind of where, where it really, went. Yeah, I, I feel really like, the awakening, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, I think I knew I kind of wanted to go the sports route even when I was like playing in, you know, even in elementary school. I was just obsessed with broadcasting. I love watching the news. I watched, I was like, should I be a weather person? Should mm -hmm. I... I used to record myself calling games in, in my bedroom. Was oh, on Grant games. Napier. Oh, I know. Grant no, Napier I, alert. I, I would. I would literally turn down the TV and just call games. Uh -huh. I'd do the same thing with talk shows. I, I'd record myself doing mock talk shows. Um, I'll bet you one thing you didn't do, like Grant did, you didn't go out and, at recess in the fourth grade and, uh, and, and play, do play-by-play. -play. No, I was not doing play-by-play <laughs> -play at recess. The, as, much, you know, as, as much as I've known Grant, when it, you know, it's like, and somehow, it didn't surprise me. Oh, it know? doesn't surprise me at all when you say that. <laughs> like, it, for some people, they'd be like, really? That's interesting. With Grant? No. doesn't surprise me yeah, at all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I just knew I wanted to go this route. And um, the Kings were a big part of the reason, right? Like, they played a brand of basketball that you just wanted to watch in the early 2000s. And it, it just made me love the sport even more. You know, you really felt yeah, deeply It'd make me it. love the sport more now. Yeah. I do, if we'd ever see it again. I, I would love to see it before again. Before I, I get into total senility. Right. <laughs> but uh, it, may, yeah. it may not happen. I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I fell in love with it. And um, that's that's why I, I went the path I, I did. I noticed, too, that, uh, you know, in at Sacramento State, you wrote for the Hornet. To, uh, you were... Sports writer, sports yes. editor, and, and uh, so you did you enjoy that? Uh, part? I did. I would say this, you know, the college experience was weird for me because my journey when I was working at Sports 1140, I, I got an internship when I was 16. It was one of those unofficial internships. Mm -hmm. They just let me come in and screen calls. And by the time I graduated from high school, I had a part-time board op job there, like mm -hmm. working behind the scenes. So I was going to college well, at the same time working at KHGK. And to me, that was like, that was my life. Like oh. school was cool and I was doing what I needed to do <laughs> to get through college. Yeah. Like, I just want to get through it. So I enjoyed the Hornet and writing for the state Hornet, but I wasn't as like invested into it as much as I was invested into KSGK because I was uh -huh. like, this is, this this is, is the what path, this is yeah. what I'm doing. So yeah. I enjoyed it, but I was very much like, I, was I, I would work on the Rise Guys morning show behind the scenes, get off there, go to school. 
Yeah, that's a that terrific was, show, I thought. Oh, yeah. I love you those know, guys. I mean, you know, with, with Whitey and, of course, the, the Phantom and, yep. and, of course, Kreidler later on. I yep. mean, I thought it's just a terrific show. It just... Uh, you know, very knowledgeable guys that had fun doing it. Oh, yeah. And Which, I mean, I learned a lot from those guys. And just, it, you, you you just watch pros work sometimes and you go, man, like they mm -hmm. just they just get it. And what always struck me about all those guys on the Rise guys is not only were they good at what they did, they were good people. Oh, yeah, good. I mean, you couldn't help but enjoy being around those guys. I, I, laid, I was around them a good bit, you know, different yeah. shows. And I mean, I just enjoyed the heck out of it. I just was always excited to go on with them yeah because we'd have a little fun and and you know and try to talk some sensible things yeah but but, but not get you know it's not life and death no, it's, it's sports not. it's sports right at the end of the day it's sports and i i felt like they had a great balance of that and there's so many times in this business too where like people are just so full of themselves they may be the most talented people on the planet but they're just not nice people yeah and you, you find that in all professions man it, it oh, just rubs but, me but I, I gotta yeah. interrupt you okay the, 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 no yeah. on this i noticed now this is something that I, I have to apologize for ahead of time is i noticed that you graduated cum laude with a 3.6 average yeah know, yeah what? So, so you know i i be honest with you i i wouldn't have uh, predicted that yep uh, graduate with honors well going working at khk behind the scenes yeah, i mean it's know, pretty I impressive mean, jerry well it is <laughs> and i mean obviously you it, it actually is considering everything and obviously the issues with your father and yeah i mean it had to be some issues there. I mean, that's that's really terrific. I appreciate know? that. I mean, I know I I was probably a little bit like you in the sense that I didn't really school kind of came easy for me, but but I didn't do nearly as well as you did because I was a, just a lazy dog. You know, I <laughs> it's like I would do exactly what I had to just do just to get by, just to get by. Yeah, you know, and then you know, some I I always have a little bonus there. You know, I, I just so in case something really went bad, I'd, sure. I'd have a little something fall back on, but. Uh, yeah, it just never was the deal. It wasn't your thing. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, graduate school I, by that time, I was, I was kind of a little more mature, and I took, I did pretty well then. But, but you know, when you're married and and, and going, to, that that'll yeah. motivate you a little bit. That, yeah, they'll fire you up with a kid and all that. And yeah, I got all fired up. But but yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. Now the then looking through your career too, you know, I mean, obviously you've done just about everything. Obviously you, uh, with uh, 1140, uh, you know, uh, I always remember, uh, you, you and Morgan on the, uh, the noon show with Jason Ross, yeah. which, which I thought was terrific. I mean, it was kind of like the, the rise guys in my mind. And of course I always said Jay Ross is, you know, if there's such a thing as the perfect, uh, host. I think I always said he could, I think he could do anything. I think yes. he could fit in with any group. Yeah, but you guys were really such a nice fit, and I guess that's why they decided to, to break it up. You didn't want something that actually worked. Yeah, I mean, reflecting back, and that was honestly a big motivating factor. You know, I'm big on motivation. I use things that to fire me up a little bit, you know, I whether it's the stuff with my dad or, you know, when KHGK decided to go in a new direction, like, we had a great thing going in the three with me, Morgan, and Jason. Oh, I it was great. So. It was great. There, and I, I mean, I, I will stand by that. It was the most fun I've had doing radio, and I've had a lot of fun doing radio. And it's nothing against anyone else I worked with. It was just, it was fun. It worked. It wasn't too serious. It wasn't too goofy. It was a good balance, and I felt like people connected with it. And that that's why, to this day, 
we stopped doing that show in 2015, people still reference things that happened on that show or topics or fun moments to this day. And so it stuck with people. And, you know, obviously they, they weren't totally thrilled at the time with how the things were going in the morning. So they thought, you know, bring me and Morgan to the morning could kind of boost things up. And to be frank, it just didn't work. It didn't work, you know, and sometimes those things don't work. And um, I don't see how any, you know, I mean, you know, Carmichael Dave really is, is terrific, but I, I mean, just a morning show by nature got to be tough, I think, just to get up and oh, it, and get, you yeah. know, I don't know. I mean, it, it, that that's definitely a grind. I You know, it just didn't click. You know, sometimes mm -hmm. it's like a basketball. Like sure. Sometimes you, you put these talented pieces together and you think, oh, this will work. And then you get on the court and you go, no chemistry is not working. You yeah. can't. You can't always. Right. Uh, right. And on the midday show, the chemistry was real. There was uh -huh. nothing fake about it. Mm -hmm. And look, I'm not saying you have to like everyone you work with. Um, it just it wasn't it wasn't there. And they decided to at the time uh, let us go. It was like April Fool's Day, mm. 2016. Oh, really? Yeah. And you know, I that one was you know people didn't believe it when we announced it on Twitter. They thought we were joking, and it wasn't a joke. But that date now. 4116. I'm like, yeah, wow. I think about that now because it's motivated me like, okay, you, you by deciding to go a different direction told mm -hmm. me it without saying it that I wasn't good enough. And so I just went, okay, let's go. Let's go. So within the matter after that ended, it was like, okay, huddle with Morgan. Like we got to do a podcast. Then Good Day Sacramento calls us and it's like, hey, you want to do TV? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I of course I do. Let's go. And so it was. It was more like, I, I, I didn't let it like bring me down. I, I was confident enough in my abilities, and I was like, all right, let's let's go. Let's sure. figure this out. And it, it's well, worked out. It reminds me a lot of uh, had Gary Gerald on some time ago, and of course the G Man oh, all time I love great. Him. But you know, that's one of the things I think you know he really used. You know, he was on a long time with Channel Three, and uh, you know it's one of those deals they decided. Well, we got to have a younger guy go a different direction, yep. whatever. They always say we need to go a different direction. Sometimes the direction's right into the wall. You know, I mean, it's like <laughs> that's true. You know, I mean, really. Yeah. But anyway, so they let G-Man go. But I mean, it was a, much like yourself. It's like okay, uh, we're going to find. We want to, you know, had other opportunity, but we want to stay in Sacramento. Yeah. We just found a way to make it work. You know, and it's obviously worked out great. It has, uh, and and I'm not. I mean, I'm not naive to think that like, I may have to move at some point in my life to a different market if I want to continue to grow and, and, and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But ultimately, if I had my choice, I'd love to be in Sacramento mm -hmm. and stay here. I'm born and raised here. I left once to go to San Francisco with the Rise guys for a year, and then I came back. And I I love this city. You know, mm -hmm. I have so much passion. I think the fan base is so unique, the, the yeah, passion. Great, I mean, yeah, great people climate, Great yeah, climate. Yes. I mean, it's... Uh, always said to me, I mean, being a Midwesterner, it's it's really, it's like the Midwest more than it is the East and West Coast. It's more like the Midwest with great climate. Right. And because of the people, you know, you actually have people who actually yes. work for a You living. feel like a connection <laughs> to with them. Yeah. And that, that's a big deal to me. So ultimately, you know, obviously my goal now is like, I want to, I, I want, definitely want to do play by play at the next level, at the NBA level. And big long term i'd love to be on tnt doing play-by-play -play. Mm -hmm. that would be like the ultimate dream job so yeah i would probably move to any other nba city of well, the and, well yeah you know, you, know but, you you know no reason to apologize for that i always say it's just like players i always tell players i mean over the years it's like you gotta keep in mind you're an individual contractor yeah yeah and yeah. i mean it's not that uh you know that you 
you know, there's, you, you can have a certain amount of loyalty, but there is a point where you've got to be loyal to yourself sure. first. And, and I think sometimes, uh, you know, you don't want to hurt your own career by saying, well, I want to be loyal to this radio station or whatever, when, when, if it's to their advantage. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I mean, you bring up with sports, like sure. Blake Griffin a couple years ago. Signs yeah. this big time deal with the Clippers. He's a Clipper for life. They trade him three months later. Yeah, it happens. You know, you're a Clipper for life. We've decided to kill you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I used to bring you this story. Cotton, great late great Cotton Fitzsimmons yeah. is a good friend of mine and a mentor over the years in different different places. But uh, he was telling me he'd pretty much you know kind of retired it with the Phoenix Suns. And he said, you know, they're paying me four hundred thousand dollars a year for life. You know, and I just basically meet fans and wow. play golf and. And I said, well, you know, that's a great gig. I said, Cotton, the thing I'd worry about is at some point you might f realize it'd be cheaper just to have you killed. Hire <laughs> 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 a hitman. <laughs> so if true. I was you, I'd be... 400000 <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, they, they, you know, it's like well, there is a point where it's like, well, eh, do yeah. We, why did we do this? 4000 a Can year? Can we just get, get them off? Let's... <laughs> so, so anyway, but uh, I don't know what we're talking about there. But, oh, uh, I was going to say, yeah, the... Uh, I really got a kick out of watching uh, uh, 31 with you got you and Morgan doing yeah. the uh, G League game. I, I oh, thought, yeah. Yeah, you know, the, you're going to have four or five, I think, games on yeah. 31, right? And it, for the Stockton Kings G League, for those of you uh, not for fully aware, it's, you know, the minor league. And it really is, a, I won't say second best league in basketball because of Europe, but it's, it's uh, certainly better. There's more talent in the G League than there is in the ACC or the Big Ten and all right. that stuff, which most people don't really understand. No, that's true. And the G League's it's growing. It's getting better. I think teams are using it better. I think there, it's a true developmental system now. Where when it first launched, you know, there was like eight teams, and people kind of scoffed at it. But yeah, these, you know, there's 28. I think 28 G League teams going. Mm -hmm. at, uh, yeah. so the goal is to get the 30. To get to all 30 involved, and and I mean, you know, to treat it more like. Uh, it should be treated to where, you know, it is a true minor league, a triple-A kind of situation or even maybe a little better. But I think uh, the key is, of course, pay guys better because sure. there's there's a, probably 30% of, of players that probably should be in that league or either in Europe or China. Australia. Because Australia yeah. because of money. And so I, I, I'd be, be, you know, I, I think the league, you know, at some point need to, that's the next step for sure. Maybe the I next think. step, you know, and they've made steps. I will say that with the two-way contracts and all that. I, I don't know. I, I've always thought that the, the, the league needs to get back to drafting at least a third round or maybe even a fourth round because that would give you players. Yeah, and and, and once they allow guys to come out of high school again, I think that's the league will go that route. Then mm -hmm. I, maybe you'll see something like that because then you could. You can draft this, you know, eighteen-year-old and go. Yeah, we're going to use him a lot in the G League. In the G League, where he, you know, where he can play, and and I think that we're starting to see that a little more too. But years ago, even when they had a minor league, as they do now, but a lottery pick, for instance, just would not be sent to the G League. Right. And so, well, we draft him lottery, so we got to play him, and it's like he's not ready to play. Right, and but it's a public perception thing. Yeah, it's amazing. There's too many teams who think that way. It's like you got to stop worrying about public perception and and think quit about what's about, yeah, right. Quit worrying about winning a press conference or right. you know that sort of thing. I always say that was one of the things I thought was a real mistake the franchise made with Ben McLemore. I think you know Ben's now starting to kind of carve out a a niche for himself yeah. uh, finally. But but he was a guy who really could have benefited oh. by a, a G League experience, playing a lot of minutes. He played a lot of minutes in the NBA, but it was 
it just he wasn't ready. Yet. He wasn't ready, and it 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 just doesn't serve itself very well. I, I always say kind of like the the idea of in the NFL, you know, they bring in these young quarterbacks, and most of them get torn up and destroyed on because of <laughs> in the first year or two, rather than year, in years past, it automatically would be backups for a couple sure. of years, like Aaron Rodgers with Brett yeah, Favre, Rodgers, absolutely, yeah. and even Patrick Mahomes, you know, was spent a year behind Alex Smith, and and he said how much that really helped him. I'm sure it did. Uh, so anyway, no, I'm with you on that, and it, it's it, it, the winning the press conference thing is so overrated. I, so many franchises think that way. It's like you you want to win win on the court or the field. That's what fans are going to love. And, yeah, and, and that's you can't you gotta do. And you can't make and you cannot make everybody happy. Uh, no, you know, I mean, I saw Jeff Petrie made a great statement years ago. He said, you know, if you if you want to lead the band, it, you have to turn your back to the audience. Uh, wow. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Yeah, uh, you you know, at some point, everybody's got an opinion about this or that, or this guy ought to play. I always used to tell fans, you know, they say, well, this guy ought to play more. I said, well, exactly. Who needs to play less? You know, you <laughs> can't, can't play have both ways. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you if you want this guy in the game, then tell me who you want to take. Well, I, mean, I don't really that. <laughs> Well, you're not serving any purpose then, right. you know, and, and that's, the, that's the thing, you know, I always thought about people talking about coaching. Well, I don't know, understand why they don't block out, or why don't they, tell, don't the coach tell them to block out? I said, yeah, maybe they do tell them, and maybe they just don't. <laughs> they don't or execute. Or the truth is, who do they block out? In today's game, it's all spread out. They don't have a block out. Take oh, no. The, you go back. You go, you just react to the ball yeah. and go get it. That's yeah. that's it. But anyway, I'll go on a tangent. Yeah, there. no, I, and you're talking about the G League, and like I, once I knew that when they said, hey, the team's going to relocate from Reno to Stockton, I talked to some people with the Kings, and I said, look, I, I want to try play-by-play. I don't know what the plans are, but I'd love to be considered. And, you know, a couple months went by, and I didn't really hear anything. So I just wanted to put it out there because I want yeah. the opportunity. And a couple months go by, they they, they talked to some people, and they uh, said, hey, do you do you want to do this? I'm like, are you kidding me? Yes, absolutely. And I'm, I'm so glad I did because, I, I mean, I, I love it. And it's something that I probably should have done earlier on, whether it was like high school or some college mm-hmm. push for that. But I was, you know, worried about doing talk shows and other things. I was just doing so, well, so many other, other things. Yeah, sure. yeah. So now that I have this opportunity, it's just, it's amazing. I mm-hmm. love it. But I like, I don't want to just do one thing either. I want to be able to do play by play. I want to do talk shows. I want to do some TV. I just want to be versatile enough to, well, to do it all. Well, I think you have to be. I fun. mean, I would say that's, uh, you know, kind of like my take on the all but the superstars in basketball. I mean, a player needs to find a way to be productive. Now, if that means... Being a, a two guard or a, th- or a small forward or an off the bench player doesn't yeah. really. It's up to you to find a way to be productive. Yeah, be a star in your role. And I always just tell guys, you know, they'd be bitching about minutes or something. I say, you know, if you want to, you know, the key for you, partner, is find a way to be in the league ten years, whatever it takes, and you'll be rich. And that's what I'd concentrate yeah. on. Now, if you want to worry about getting 15 minutes as opposed to uh, 12 minutes, if that's going to make you unhappy, you probably it's probably going to get short for you. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're only going to get like four years instead of that 10. Yeah. That's I a mean, big difference. I, well, that's the thing, too. It's like for every player in the NBA, and you guys you know doing the G League, there, there's a couple of equally talented guys in the G League that aren't, that aren't there. That, that could be for maybe different reasons. Some, Absolutely. Some justifiable, some opportunities, just not quite getting it mentally how to how to do it. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's uh, that's 
But some guys just will never figure it out. Yeah, the, that's the difference, right, between the G League and NBA. These guys are so – the G League's super talented. I mean, I remember last year we watched – it was Santa Cruz, Stockton in a mm-hmm. scrimmage. And I saw this combo guard out there, and he was destroying. I'm like, who is that? It was Kendrick Nunn. I'm like, how is this guy not in the NBA? But now A he year is, later, sure. he's starting in Miami on a yeah. good team. On yeah, a really good team. You know, that's another thing, too. There, there's another example of, a, obviously, a franchise that always seems to do it right. Yeah. You know, I mean, you see the, the Utahs and the Indianas and the San Antonios and Miamis are always find somebody. You know, it's like last, I don't want to get into any particular game. But, I mean, I, I mean, besides none, I mean, you know, uh, Tyler Hero, a late yeah, pick Duncan Robinson. Duncan for Robinson. He was, the, I, I, he was in the G League last G year. I called all his games. Yeah, and Minner, one of the elite teams. Yeah, you know, Gabe in. Vincent, who was just playing for Stockton, gets a two-way deal with Miami. Yeah, Miami does things the right way. Like, and and it's you know, Riley sets the tone. Oh, it's, he does. And, and no, he no said doubt. it with LeBron too. He, like, LeBron, as great as he is, he does take over franchises with Cleveland, with the Lakers. He wasn't able to do the same oh, in no. Miami. No, no. And Pat, because Pat Riley set the tone. No. You have a basketball guy. No, we, we have our team playing, and you get to fly out it. Yes. Not, uh, not everybody else right. that doesn't play for a contract employees sure. type thing. And so, yeah, I, I would say there's uh, you know, a few that uh, certainly are ahead of the curve, and it kind of shows up in that, in that sort of thing. But, you know, like... Uh, Kind of like we just touched on it, I think, you know, going forth. Uh, I mean, you know, obviously a lot of ways you can go with your career. And, and, and I think with the, obviously the experience you're getting with the, the Stockton Kings, I mean, uh, is, that, is, is that kind of an area where you, you feel like that might be your? Yeah, I, I mean, I think so. I, I used to, when I was younger, <laughs> just because of how I younger, was. First of all, how old are you? I'm 31. Oh, but when geez. I'm talking about young, I'm, <laughs> when I'm talking about young is when I was a little kid. When I was a little kid, I used to stress about everything. Like uh-huh. my grandma would tell me, like I used to stress about money as a kid, which I'm like, really? I'm five years old, that's stressing about money. And that was just because of this financial, you know, mm-hmm. situation we were in as a family. Well, I stress about money, but that's yeah. okay. <laughs> but you know, Mr. Mrs. Reynolds doesn't, uh, but I do. Yeah, a five-year-old <laughs> shouldn't be worried about that. So I used to always like. Think, get stressed about the future. What's going to happen? And now I'm t- I feel like I'm finally to the point where I'm confident in myself that it's going to work out. Like I would not have predicted this path for mm-hmm. where I was going. Like I thought, okay, I do a talk show and that's kind of it. I didn't think I was going to be working on Good Day. I didn't think I was going to, you know. So I'm a big believer that if you work hard, you treat people well, it's going to work out. So mm-hmm. I'm just oh. not, not going to stress about like what's next. I think it's going to, as long as I keep working hard, and I, I, I don't, you know, take plays off, so to speak, and, and, and work hard. Like, it's going to work out for me. And I don't, I don't know when that's going to be. I'm not going to stress about that. I'm happy doing what I'm doing right now. And I hope there's a lot more in the well, future. Well, that's a good philosophy. I mean, because I, I think a lot of young people, they'll, they'll, you know, basically get ahead of themselves. They'll say, well, I'm, I'm qualified to do this job. Okay. It doesn't make any difference. I mean, uh, uh Prepare yourself to do the job, and when the opportunity comes, uh, then you're prepared. Sure. It doesn't mean it's just going to happen just that day. Oh, I'm prepared. Okay, well, sure, there'll be five people want to hire you for that thing you think you're right. uh, qualified for. I mean, you know, I mean, it just doesn't work that way. There's a ton of, and there's a ton of people, a lot of people, maybe equally qualified. Absolutely. And so, 
You yeah. Know, you know, just uh, don't spend time worrying about what you can't control. But like you say, what you can control is preparing yourself. And it used to bug me when I saw other people get jobs around the country. Like, oh, I, I'm just as good. And I went, no, like they're they're working hard. They built relations. They're doing the same thing. Just don't worry. Like you said, just work. You yeah. can control your own destiny. Just work well, on yeah, yourself I mean, and you'll get there. Yeah, and you may be, it certainly could be true. I mean, that yes, you you probably are could have more talent than sure. that particular person. But uh, but what mean, you, what are you doing as a person yeah, to get there? You know, to so. get there. So I, I do think yeah, they all always get people. And I'm sure you get people come up and say, well, you know, I want to be a, a sports analyst like you. What what did you do to get there? I said, oh, I don't know, 50 years of coaching in college. And, doing every and, type and of reading, job. And reading everything I could read. And I said, yeah. certainly TV wasn't in wasn't what I was preparing for. But I said, you know, the, what I do is not like a play-by-play person. I said, if you want to do what Grant does, uh, you better go to college and study it and prepare for it and put in years and years and years. But now... For what I do is, well, you better be a former player uh, and have some background as a player and knowledge and or coaching and sure. something of that nature. I said, that's just the way it is. Well, I think about your path, because I remember a couple of years ago, I did that long form podcast on kind of your journey. Yeah. Which was so fun to learn about your journey and talk to other people about you. But I mean, you, you came to Sacramento. I don't think you envisioned when you came to Sacramento in 1985 that you would be here in 2020. Oh, of course not. No, I, I, I mean, I can tell you, no, I thought. Me and my wife talked. I, I said, well, you know, if things go well, we maybe can get two or three years out of it, and, and maybe I can get a, a Division One college coaching job and, and you know, and then get back to kind of the right. path that, that I thought I should have been on. I mean, I thought I should have been, a, you know, a Division One coach uh, sooner uh, anyway and never got the opportunities. I always remember one from national championships, and I'd go in a couple of interviews and they'd say, well, you don't have any experience at the Division One level, and I said, "No, that's kind of what I'm trying to get." <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, but but that's yeah, that's kind of what I yeah. thought. I mean, I, I didn't certainly didn't anticipate having an opportunity to be a head coach or all the other things, and certainly TV that wasn't right. And so the, you, I mean, you, you coach, just take, assistant, GM, the Monarchs, TV. I mean, you would not have predicted any of that, but like you put yourself in a position because you know the game. You're a good. Per- I mean. No one has a bad thing to say about you. You know that's mm-hmm. the other thing. That's like that's a big deal. And mm-hmm. so it, it's just cool that that you came here in 1985, thinking, hey, "I'm gonna be here a couple of years and see what happens." And now this is this is where you live. This well, is your I, life. I think it's similar to to in a lot of ways to to what what you've went through, though. I mean, I think a person really has to be willing to kind of sometimes step back from what you want to do. Okay, they don't want me in this role. I'll take this role and uh, try to. If whatever it is, try to make it the best I can make it type thing. You know, I, I always say it kind of goes back to, I've said before, my dad kind of explained a couple of things to me when I was working on a golf course. My job was raking uh, sand traps and mowing bunkers, and I came home bitching, you know, like those days, just like 80 cents an hour was minimum wage. Wow. But I mean, of course, that 1912, was... 1912, is that? Just about. <laughs> and, and I was bitching about it. And dad, and dad said, well, he said, boy, they're paying you $6 a day. What you do is give them $7 a day worth, and it'll all work out. That's you know, and I, you know, and I, of course, I thought, what's he know? Uh, you oh, know? But that, that's but, a great but point. But it's exactly yeah. right. You know, I mean, I think that's what any employee should do is try to figure out a way 
to give them more than they're paying you, and then they'll find a way to keep you around. That's a good point. That's and, a good uh, lesson right so, there. So anyway, anyway, of course, that's probably why Dad never made much money. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he was just satisfied making what he was making. That's so there's a little bit of that. But uh, no, I, I think, too, I want to get into, you know, your relationship, you and Morgan, yeah. uh, Reagan, you know, you, you guys are a great team and been a team uh, for a number of years, just about, just about everything. Uh, so when did that all start? So I was working at KHGK. I met her at a Kings game. She was an intern at News 10 at the time with, mm-hmm. you know, Sean Cunningham, Brian May, oh, yeah. Brian Yamamoto, good, those yeah, guys, yeah. good guys. Great guys. Um, and so we were talking and, you know, she's she's got a little fiery personality. You know, she's not... Really? I yeah, the breaking that. news. Yeah, like she's got yeah, a little... Yeah, yeah, she'll a little, go at you a little bit. And I was like, hey, have you ever thought about sports? You should, like, internet sports radio. She was clearly interested in, in that kind of field so she started interning at khgk as well and you know she just clicked right away and it was like okay cool and me and jason were like we should put her on air sometimes let's Mm -hmm. you know yeah and eventually she just became part of the show and eventually you know khgk is like we got to hire her and you know she she worked hard to get there you know because she her her journey is different too and i know you're going to talk to her about it but you know she wasn't watching sports like i was growing up she was playing sports yeah, yeah <laughs> you know yeah. She, that was her thing she's playing her thing. ball yeah she was, you know so it she's she comes at it from a different perspective and it, it and being a woman in the industry trying to be in a male dominated oh, yeah extra tough yeah it, it's it's tough but she she comes in and like you know people respect her and so she, she's been able to click right away and you know obviously we all got close working on um with Jason Ross. And then once we went to the morning, stay close. And after that ended, it was like, it was almost natural. It was, you know, we're going to, we got to do a podcast then. We got to mm-hmm. keep this going because we have chemistry. And, you know, that was tough for her on the morning show too, because she had a pretty prominent role with the middays and leadership at the time there. And it's no longer there. They, they, they thought, yeah, well just let Deuce and Dave talk mm-hmm. and kind of, reduced her role like almost like hey be the and you see it sometimes on sports shows where it's like hey the woman on the show just asks questions mm-hmm. and that's what she turned into and i'm just like oh, this is so bad yeah you know and not, that's yeah. deflating for her but also like i know what she has yeah, and I, 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 say, yeah I've, you, I've heard it you yeah, know yeah and so once that ended it was so cool that you know what morgan we're doing a podcast podcast together as i knock over my coffee uh a podcast together and you're gonna talk like mm-hmm. this is yeah this is an equal partnership here and it's been fun to just see her grow and turn into a really talented yeah and a, I, you know broadcaster well no question about it and kind of on that note i think uh we'll move uh to the next uh, uh little situation we've got planned and yes. and and, and, and uh, certainly we want to plan uh for the audience we will have morgan reagan not only on but we'll also have morgan and deuce for a, oh, a that's brief. trouble. So that will, no question, will be nothing but trouble. <laughs> and there, there'll be some exposés coming. <laughs> so uh, thank you, Deuce, for, for having uh, me. Uh, really, I've enjoyed it. And hopefully, uh, fans have got a little different look at Dave Deuce Mason. Appreciate it, Jerry. Hey, guys. I really hope you enjoyed the show as much as I did. My team and I are trying hard to bring you the best interviews with some really great folks here locally. I need to ask you a big favor. If you can just take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe, that will help us out a ton. If you go to thejerryrentalshow.com, you can fill in those five blank stars and leave a quick review. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.